Hi. I like. <laughs> I was like looking at your fingers for the countdown, and I got too excited, and I was like, oh, "When are we starting? Oh my god!" And oh, I, you started counting, so I followed your lead. You followed my lead? Yeah. I didn't even count. Yeah, you did really lightly. I heard you. That's oh, why I, I guess. It. Oh, so I guess counting. we were on time with the hello. Yeah. Wow. Because you counted. Aww. The joys of counting. Heard it here first. That's like kind of nice that we're just such like good co-hosts to each other that we kind of just figure out what we're like saying or doing. I can just feel your vibe, and I'm like, let's <laughs> record here. Exactly. So no, that's what makes us the best uh, mystery podcast ever. Yeah, heard it here history. first, folks. We're the best mystery podcast. <laughs> Any of those other podcasts, throw them away. They don't exist. Throw them in the garbage. They don't got our comedy. Exactly. And speaking of podcasts, this is the Mystery Files. This is the Welcome Mystery back. Files. I am Tiffany. And I'm Logan. Hi. Just ready, a... ready to get creeped out? <laughs> Just a plug while we're ahead. You should follow us on the Mystery Files underscore on Instagram and at the Mystery Files podcast on TikTok, even though we barely use it, but that's okay. But we could. We could. Let us know. If you follow, we'll start making content, hopefully. You should start making TikToks on there, I think. I made a TikTok. Did you see my TikTok I made the other day? I did see the TikTok With the, cats. the other day. It was cute. It was cute. Thank it you. It was cute. Yeah. Sometimes, like, we get, like, the the Christmas, the 12, 12 Days of Mystery Files that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, we get likes on those videos still to this day. Like, yeah, I'll just like randomly, randomly go on the page. I'm like, hi, nice to see you. <laughs> and we did that. Not even this last Christmas. We did mm-hmm. that like a year and a half ago. I'm telling you, what we should do is we should splice up the ten mini mysteries from under the tree mm. and put them, at least bits and pieces, on the we should. TikTok. I think it'd be cute. Yeah, I think I really want us to do like snippets of like the stuff we do. Because yeah. I think I did that for the Mothman episode because the Mothman episode, in my opinion, was very funny. A delight. It was a very good episode. Yes. <laughs> it's so last, good. Last time we were together... We talked about... Vampires. Vampires. (laughs) Let me tell you, ever since we did that episode, vampire content's been following me everywhere. Me too. It really has. I've been seeing, like, the Megan Fox stuff, and then Danielle was talking to me about, like, all these, like, vampire shows that she loves and adores, because, you know, Danielle loves... Vampires shows? She's not gonna hear this. (laughs) I honestly (laughs) forgot that Twilight was a thing when we were recording the last episode, I was like, why did we not talk about Twilight? I mean, I don't know much about Twilight, except I I it's vampires. I think it made at least one joke, right? I think it made one episode. I don't remember joke. any, any like, Twilight stuff. Mm. And I'm like, that's a huge pop culture thing with vampires, but here we yeah. are. And werewolves. And werewolves. I, mm-hmm. this is like a slight spoiler about the case that we're doing today. It's not werewolves, Darn. but I was really, really close to doing werewolves. I was, like, this mm. close. I was like, that has nothing to do with, that's not like a hint, like at all. Okay, it's <laughs> like, like Bigfoot. Like, it, like, the thing we're talking about today is not even adjacent to it, it's like <laughs> miles somewhere else. Okay, I'm intrigued, I'm very intrigued. But I thought about it, I thought maybe it might be better to save it for the, the summer tapes. So that's a little tapes. bit of a hint. Because werewolves and like summertime, like, you it know. It makes sense. Because you always see they're in like little jean shorts and you think summer. Uh-huh. <laughs> And what's your reference for this? Teen Wolf? Teen Wolf, yeah. And also Scooby-Doo. I think in Scooby-Doo they've had, like... Oh, yeah, I yeah, I can see what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting it. Sometimes I feel like a little werewolf when I have my jean shorts on with my little hairy legs. I'm kind of like... Arr! 
<laughs> also, we forgot to celebrate the holiday today. You know what holiday it is? What's what is it? It's not an actual holiday, but it's a holiday for us creepy lovers out here. What is it? It's Friday the thirteenth. Oh my god, it is! I've been waiting for God to strike me dead all day. Wait, <laughs> please it don't is do it. Friday the thirteenth. It is. I've gone yeah. my whole day without thinking about that. That's crazy. Every time there's anything Friday the thirteenth, I'm on edge. Oh my god! Now I have to watch horror stuff when I get back. Yeah, do it. Mm. So it's a perfect day. Pro- probably shouldn't, this. like, probably should watch it in my room because uh, <laughs> Izzy has to, my roommate has to go to bed early tonight. Why well, you don't want to keep her up with your scary movies? Well, there <laughs> there was this one time she, like, texted me and it was very justified. I was trying to watch Scream in the living room when she was oh, trying yeah. to go to bed. And it was really disrespectful. You probably had it turned up so loud. You listen to stuff at, like, 78 on I TV. Do. I do, yeah. I listen to stuff at maybe 13. Mm-hmm. Remember when we lived together, you'd, like, have it low, and I'd be like, turn it up. More. 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 It's not 80 yet. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, anything below 20 is what I listen to. Because <laughs> I think if I have it lower, the more I can pay attention, mm-hmm. you know? But that's just me. And we used to watch stuff on, like, 2, Yeah, usually. I'm like, this is so relaxing. I come out to the kitchen after being in bed, and you're like, hi. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'd have my t- the TV on at, like, 12, and you have your music blasting. <laughs> I can see the lips moving of the characters. And I just hear drag race songs. <laughs> But no. yeah, welcome to our show. We're about to get yes. creepy for the beautiful holiday, Friday the thirteenth. Oh. So yeah. maybe this is a good one to do. Then it's not. So it is supernatural. Mm-hmm. It's more paranormal, I would say. Paranorman. We'll see. Par- yes, the hit movie. We're going to review Paranorman today. <laughs> welcome. Get ready. We could. We could. We could just. I could pull, pull it up tracks, on Netflix right now. Right now, you won't. <laughs> I won't for sure. I I won't either. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same terms. Great. What's the mystery, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready for a little drum roll? Yeah, for a second I was like, who drums? It's me. <laughs> All right, this week on the Mystery Files, we'll be covering the case of the Stargate Project. Why did you think I would know dun, this? Dun, dun, uh, What? Why did you think I would know this? You know it. You know it. Are you sure I know you this? You know it. Once we start talking about it, because we've talked about it on the show before. We have? We talked about it on the Polybius case. Okay, things are fizzling in my brain right now. There's You're something like happening. You're like cooking and simmering a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. Well, enlighten me. Enlighten yeah. my fizzling brain. We'll get into it. So, all right. So, most of my resources today are coming from warhistoryonline.com and history.com as well. So, we're going to get into a quick summary of the case and then we'll get into some background information as well as the case itself. So, The Stargate Project was a secret U.S. Army unit established in 1978 in Fort uh, Mead, Maryland, by the Defense Intelligence Agency, the DIA, and the SRI International, a California contractor, to investigate the potential for psychic phenomenon in military and domestic intelligence applications. Ooh, this is fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stargate Project's work primarily involved remote viewing, the purported ability to physically see events, sites, or information from a great distance. The project was overseen until 1987 by L.T. Frederick Holmes' skip, Eight Water. That is a long name. Yes, it is. That is a What's long What's the first one. name? Robert? <laughs> Hi, Robbie. Frederick. Frederick. So Where did Robert from? Um, he was an aide and psychic headhunter to the General Albert uh, Subblebean. 
Mm. Um, and later president of the Monroe Institute. The unit was a small scale comprising about 15 to 20 individuals and was run out of an old leaky wooden barracks. Ooh, this is cool. I'm like really visualizing Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, so this is, uh, I think I'll get the obvious out of the way first. Mm -hmm. This is the project that inspired basically Eleven from Stranger Things. Okay, yeah, that's making sense. mm -hmm, Yeah. Because the idea of like being able to see things from other areas and like Stranger Things takes place like late 1970s, 80s, and -hmm. like she was a project from them. And this is like, because it was based off a true story, mm-hmm. and it's based off this project. Now, the idea of remote viewing, is that, remember when I was telling you how Shane Dawson did, like, the video about, about um, something, it was something with remote viewing. Like, mm. he would go to a different room, and, and he, he would, could see he, he would receive numbers of, like, a, I don't remember exactly the specifics, mm-hmm. he would receive numbers of, like, an image that, like, his family found for him. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he would take those numbers and start, like, just drawing things he was thinking of. And it was yeah. like a psychic viewing. Is that like the same idea? Yeah, it, it kind of is. Like, okay. exactly. It's kind of like that idea that's behind there. And I believe there's going to be some talk a little bit about remote viewing and more of the concepts behind it as well. Because okay. that's the main idea. This is perfect. I wanted to actually know what this is because I have such a vague understanding mm-hmm. that it's nothing. So this, this is just, great. This just fell in my lap like perfectly. I, I don't know how I got this. I got to this point. Mm-hmm. I was looking up gnomes on Wikipedia and <laughs> I was like, I'm out. I was like, am I about to do gnomes? And then I found this and I went, no, I'm not doing gnomes. <laughs> All right. No, this is perfect. Also perfect for the Stranger Things coming out at the end of the month. Well, so. that was my thought too. I was like, Stranger Things is coming out soon. And by the time this episode is out, part one is probably going to be out. Yeah. So I was like, might as well. Yay. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Okay. All continue. right. <laughs> so. All right, so we're going to talk about its Cold War origins first. So Project Stargate was the result of rumors about the Soviets that were swirling around the CIA in the 1970s. The CIA believed that the Soviet Union was spending crazy amounts of money, about $6 million to be exact, on ESP and mind-reading projects for espionage purposes. It is still unclear whether or not the Soviet Union was participating in ESP projects as they continue to be more guarded in the releases of their official documents from the Cold War. What is clear, though, however, is that the CIA believed that the Soviet Union was participating in this type of project and moved to create their own instead, an American prototype of similar research and experiments. Although it might seem silly today, it's important to remember the context of this time. In both the United States and the Soviet, one thing was clear. If one country was trying something new, the other country tended to follow suit to make sure they didn't fall behind with any sort of technological innovations. Uh, thus, in 1972, the CIA released the funding for a program known as Scanit, and government-funded research on mind control was officially underway. Wow. Right? Mm, that's so, kind of concerning, the fact they started it then. I'm like, they're probably doing stuff now. Mm-hmm. That, like, is sort of mind control Like, advertisements. Yeah. Like, mm. Just so, like, because um, they talked about it a little bit in there. Just to be clear, too, these this is, like, actual, like, a very, it was a factual, actual rhyming <laughs> project that was actually done. Because the CIA releases um, classified documents after so many years, and it goes into the public knowledge. So mm-hmm. this is all on public record. Like, this was a real thing that happened. There's no... Wow conspiracy well there's conspiracy but there's no like oh did it did it happen yeah like this happened it happened this was a thing oh this is so strange Mm -hmm. it gives me like the creeps but in a cool way 
but they have no idea if the Soviet was even using them or not. Uh, they just had theories that they were, and it was very much like a, we need to have a one-up on them. Yeah, so you're saying it was more like a race, like they didn't have a, more of a reason as to why they were spying, they just wanted to see who could, mm-hmm. like, get further into, like, this study, or... Well, I I, I did my research on this, too, so mm-hmm. I could be well knowledge, but... Um... Yeah, they were definitely racing against the Soviet because they wanted the same technological powers they did. Yeah. But the CIA also believed that they could use this idea of remote viewing and psychedelics as a way of getting ahead. Like, Mm -hmm. they thought that they could hire people to be remote viewers for the government. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is, like, very, very intriguing. So it's, like, a purpose of being a spy to, Mm -hmm. to get, like, information. Yeah, basically they were training a lot of, like, spies and things. It was just very crazy. My childhood dream was to be a spy. <laughs> was it actually? Yeah, I wanted to be a spy so bad. Aww. I had, like, little night fishing goggles, and I'd run around the house, like, hiding under things, <laughs> listening to people's conversations. <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> it was cute. You, you hear, like, fighting going on, and you're like, oh, I'm being a spy. I'm this being is a so spy. Fun. I'm, like, listening to the whole conversation. I'm like, that's so cool. Do you play any spy games? I don't think I played any spy games, surprisingly. I remember there was a spy game on my leapfrog, and I'd get so angry at it, because I, so like, cute. couldn't decode the messages. I was, like, six, and I was, like, angry, because I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> That's rough. As a whole child. Yeah, I was like, oh, why can't I figure out this sentence? And I think it was meant for ten-year-olds, and I was like... You said this is for me. I was trying really hard. Also, I have something for you, Logan. Right now? Yeah, right Right now. Hold. It's what? right beside me, so I'm not going anywhere. You just what wait. Is you just reminded me that I have something for you, and I think it's perfect for spooky podcast time. Oh my god. So just... It's going to be psychedelics. We're going to, on the air, see if remote viewing is real. Remote viewing is real. I'm, I'm closing my eyes. I can see. What, what do you see? I'm, like, peeking. I can see. <laughs> I can see it? Tiffany struggling to pull out whatever the heck it is she's giving to me. Do your remote viewing experience. What do you think it is? Um... A gun. No. Oh, <laughs> um, not my house. <laughs> um, a dog. No. Uh, no. An iPad. No. AirPods. You got no. me AirPods. Stop. I lost my AirPods for two weeks and I finally found them. I almost bought new ones. I was so stressed. That's that rem- remote viewing. You figured out where to look. Well, clearly you're bad at this, but I got yeah. you two things. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go! Oh my god! Oh my god. So, what I'm looking at right now, guys, is Spookly the Square Pumpkin on DVD, and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse's Mickey Street. Stop, I used to watch that when I was six, are you joking? Yeah, I was like, Can you even hand those to me for this? Oh, this table's so long. Oh my god. There you go. so funny. I was thrift shopping, and I was like, these have Logan written all over it. They're gonna be so mad at me at Halloween time. They're gonna be annoyed. I know, that's why I got them. (laughs) I was laughing so hard at the thrift store, I was like, if I don't get these right now, I've sinned. (laughs) you're welcome no i think i've watched this one in front of you have you that maybe i I watched spookly in front of you spookly definitely is a whole bit but (laughs) i mickey house mouse clubhouse reminded me of you the halloween one so i just i just feel like there's so many niche things that i'm invested in that no one's heard of before like spookly is amazing i had never heard of spookly before (laughs) you mentioned him you know about peter uh peter rat uh not peter rabbit (laughs) peter cottontail yeah have you seen the special? Did you watch the one that was made in, like, 2006, where he was, like, an emo, like, punk kid? No. Okay, Wait, unless well, you watched it with me. What maybe. were we watching? Maybe I did. It was on Cartoon Network. Mm. 
I feel like, stop, wait, okay, this is the last thing I'll bring up, because I tried to talk about this with my friends before, <laughs> did you watch those thumb animations they put on Cartoon Network, like Franken-thumb? No. It was like a thumb, and it was Frankenstein. I'm thinking of Spy Kids, I don't know what you're talking about, thumbs. See, that's what other people said, people kept saying Spy Kids, but that's not what I'm talking about, it's called Franken-thumb, please look it up, everyone at home. Franken-thumb. Look at this. Franken-thumb. It was on Cartoon Network. No. And it was the recreation of Frankenstein. That looks thumbs. disturbing. It was. That looks like, you ever watch Mr. Meaty on Nickelodeon? <laughs> yeah. That looks exactly like Mr. Meaty. I wouldn't put it past uh, it being the same creators, to be honest. <laughs> it looks like it. It's just scary enough. Maybe I should watch this tonight since it's Friday the 13th. I should there watch Frankenstein. No, don't you want to watch uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? Maybe that'll be like your, when you're falling double asleep. Feature. I'll watch a double feature. <laughs> back to back. That'd be kind of perfect for me, actually. Do it. <laughs> That's your um, Friday the 13th gift. Aw, thank accident. you. I wasn't planning that at all, but... Aw. You talked about your little leap pad thing, so I was leapfrog, I don't know what it was. You're like, oh, when he was a child, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I'm gonna give him his childhood gifts. <laughs> You're welcome. Anywho. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so have a little more uh, background on this. So the CIA and the DIA decided that they should investigate and know as much about uh, this phenomenon as possible. Various programs were approved yearly and refunded accordingly. Reviews were made semi-annually at the Senate and House Select Committee level. Uh, so basically a bunch of houses kept passing this over and over and over again to keep the research going. Mm. Uh, work results were reviewed and remote viewing was attempted with the results being kept secret from the viewer. Ooh. It was thought it was thought that if the viewer was shown that they were incorrect, it would damage the viewer's confidence and skill. This was standard operating procedure throughout the years of the military and domestic remote viewing programs. Feedback to the remote viewer of any kind was rare and was kept classified and secret. Remote viewing attempts to sense unknown information about places or events. Normally it is performed to detect current events, but during military and domestic intelligence applications, viewer claims to sense things in the future, a.k.a. a precognition. Oh. Which is the psychic phenomenon of seeing things in the future, or being aware of something that will happen in mm -hmm. the future. Oh. Annoying. Isn't that wild? I want this gift. Right? People just normally have it, or... Um, like, I think, you... like, they, uh had like a few people that were like gifted with it but i think they also thought um anyone could be gifted with it with psychedelics that was like oh, a big thing because okay. no one knew much about like lsd or anything like that back mm -hmm. then we didn't really know what it did yeah so it was used as like a device so was it working for them the psychedelics while doing it or so i don't know if this one talks about it because i like watched a few videos on it as well um mm -hmm. But I know a few people got some information right. One person guessed where his Soviet ship was, and they were, like, super close. They were only two miles off of the proximity of where it was. That's creepy. So it's either, like, a really, really good guess, or... There's some sort of sense. Yeah. I also wonder if, sense. like, if there's certain people who have, like, that psychic gift, or, like, are very deep like empathetic people mm -hmm. could like be more likely to do this properly because they have that extra sense within them to like mm -hmm. connect to that i don't know it's so weird yeah mm. yeah no exactly um we gotta try it after <laughs> well 
You're gonna try psychedelics to see if not like... the psychedelics, <laughs> the remote viewing experience. What if like what if like the remote viewing thing is just like that empath meme that's going around right now? It's like me and empath sensing. That me one? and <laughs> me and empath sensing you broke your leg after you broke your leg. <laughs> Those are ridiculous. I love them. I love them me so much. Me and empath sensing we have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> me and empath. Uh, thinking that someone's listening to this right now. Watch this get zero views. We get Stop zero Stop it. Streams. Me and Empath sensing you, the viewer, the listener, are listening. <gasps> Me and Empath sensing that the viewer loves our episode and wants to follow us at the Mystery Files underscore on Instagram. Me and Empath sensing you're wrong. <laughs> Please follow us. Please. Oh, God. Sensing you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right, so... They began uh, testing the psychics for SRI in 1972, including one who would later become an international celebrity, whose name is uh, Yuri Geller, which I didn't know about this. Oh, they're an illusionist magician television personality and self-proclaimed psychic. I've never heard of that person before, mm-hmm. actually. Um, they're apparently successful. Uh, their apparently successful results garnered interest with the U.S. Department of Defense. Ray Hyman, professor of psychology at the University of Oregon, was asked by the Air Force psychologist um, L.T. Austin W. Kibler, uh, the director of behavioral research for the ARPA, to go to the SRI and investigate. He was to specifically um, evaluate Geller. Hyman's report to the government was that Geller was a complete fraud, and as a consequence, Targ and uh, Putoff lost their government contract to work with him further on. Ooh. This result was a publicity tour for Geller, Targ, and Putoff to seek private funding for their further research work on Geller. Whoa, so they were Ooh. trying to like get more money for funding by lying. That's, That's crazy. Scammy. Come on, scams. Also, the fact that, like, the government and, like, the defense mm-hmm. people, like, took this seriously. Right. Like, that's something that oh. I feel like now, well, maybe now, I don't, we don't know the mm-hmm. secrets of, like, the government and stuff like that. But, yeah. like, at least as a society, people would just kind of laugh it off. Mm-hmm. But I'm I, like, they're actually listening to it. I think I it's know. crazy to think that the government in the, even the 1970s genuinely thought, uh, I hate sounding, I guess, like a pessimist, but I guess thinking that, like, magic is real. Yeah. I, I've talked about before. I do like paranormal, and I think there is energy and supernatural things that are truly in the world. But I think it's just so interesting to be, like... They're on the side of believing in it. Yeah, like, being like, yes, I know for a fact that, like, you can move this thing with your, like, head, or yes, mm-hmm. you can see this thing and hundred miles away i don't know yeah. it's not necessarily like me being a pessimist but you kind of have to like take things yeah. in grains and it's just very interesting that the government that's funded by our taxes was like yeah. yep energy matter is real this is real remote viewing is real which experience. it might be it might be i hope never know also, you need to watch The X-Files. I've told you so many times. I know, I know. But it's literally all of this stuff. It's, it's just, so long. You don't have to watch all of it. There's a different story each episode. Like, there's an overarching, like, growth of the characters, but it's, like, a new mystery okay. each episode. It's really cool. I started mm-hmm. rewatching it, so that's why I was like, Logan. <laughs> it's literally us, but a show. Aw. 
Yeah, there's one that doesn't believe. There's one that does believe. There's aliens. There's paranormal. Come on, aliens. All of the above. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump ahead to the research that was done in the 1980s as well. So in the early 1979, the research uh, at SRI was integrated into... <laughs> This is a crazy name. Uh, Grill Flame. And it's in all caps. Grill the project flame. was called Grill Flame. Is that like representing something, all the letters? <laughs> Maybe it was Father's that? Day and they were like, Grill this flame. is Project Grill Flame. Happy Father's Day, dads. <laughs> Grill Flame. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> in 1983, this happened. Um, and then in 1984, the existence of the program was reported by, uh, by Jack Anderson. And in that year, it was unfavorably received by the National Academy of Sciences and National Research Council. In late um, 1985, the Army funding was terminated, but the program was redesignated to Sunstreak and funded by the DIA's Scientific and Technological Intelligence Unit. So it sounds like this project has just, it's, it was so big in the 70s, they kept trying to keep it going, even yeah. though it was very Failing. much dying. Yeah. <laughs> very Ooh. much like, I wonder, away. like, if they ever revived it recently. Like, I know it probably still went on longer than this, mm -hmm. but, like, what the most recent use of this is, if Honestly, it's still happening. we probably wouldn't know, because declassified like, things like that mm. take a really long time. You're right. I actually, I'm going to Google it. I don't know when Stargate Project was declassified. I'm going to look mm. it up right now. To see, like, because we wouldn't know for, like, another, like, 20 years if they attempt to do something like this again. Okay. Yeah. It was declassified in 1995. Oh, and it okay. started in the 70s, so. So, like, it lasted pretty, pretty long, actually. Yeah. It's about, like, 25 years they didn't let people have this. I feel like in 95, if, when this first came out, I feel like this was probably, like, a big deal. Like, finding mm -hmm. out the government was using psychedelic drugs to try to experiment energy. Like, yeah. Um. Wonder if they stopped because now they have the internet to spy on us. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's very interesting with this, too, is, like, another theory that the CIA had when it came to this project mm -hmm. was that th this is also goes back to Stranger Things, which I think is so interesting that this project has so much basis in it. Yeah. The CIA believed that there was a plane of existence that we couldn't see, and mm. you could use the powers of, like, these psychedelics in these remote viewing to have access to it, and you could use that for power. Oh. Um, so that kind of plays a part into, like, Eleven's powers, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, she can see things that are, like, in different areas. She can, like, move things with her mind. And she can move things when she's not even in the same room as them. Because mm -hmm. I think they've mentioned that before. Like, even in, like, season three, she was able to, like, kind of... Like, you could see an apparition of her oh, in, like, yeah. a different area where she wasn't even there. Yeah, it was, like, a projection of her almost. Yeah, a but... projection of her. Mm -hmm. Um. Which I just find so interesting, because that kind of goes into, like, the upside down a little bit. Yeah. Like, the it's idea so that the upside creepy. down's real. It could be. What if it's just, like, hecky-wecky? Mm -hmm. We're drawing the energy from... Yeah. That's, like, the upside down, basically, but different. I love when we do mysteries that have the idea of, like, an existence, like, a plane of existence we can't see. Because I think the fairy episode was like that, right? Like, there's a fairy realm. Yes, yes. Layered over our realm. Mm -hmm. Legend of Korra does that, doesn't it? They have, like, a... Yeah, the spirit world. Yeah, the spirit world is layered over our own, mm -hmm. which I think is super cool, I think too. that's neat. Mm-hmm. Oh. I... My favorite version of the plane of existence stuff is Percy Jackson, The Mist. 
I'm not super familiar <gasps> with Percy. I know that's oh like your thing. Oh my god! I know. For all I my know. Percy Jackson fans out there, um, the mist is basically this idea that uh, all the Greek mythological creatures live amongst us every day, Aww. but they're not trying to hide themselves. There's this thing called the mist, which mm-hmm. makes like all this like smoke and mirrors. So you don't realize that, like, you know, that person you're sitting next to on the bus is, like, um, a, like I don't know, a seven-headed hydra or something. Mm-hmm. In you that know? world, do they see humans? Like, do they see our yeah, world? Yeah, they, like, okay. interact with humans and everything. So it's kind okay. of like, oh, I'm a centaur, but I can walk into this coffee shop and no one has any idea I'm a centaur. That's chaos. I love it. I feel like I would get, like, really, really bad, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, imposter syndrome. Oh. Like, be like, I'm a centaur and no one knows that I'm in a Starbucks. They don't know how cool I am here. They don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> like, make a meme that's like, no one knows I'm a centaur in this Starbucks. <laughs> no one understands me. Oh my god. But no, yeah, that's basically mm-hmm. what The Mist is. And the other books, over time, they just, like, make the lore even bigger because he expands and does other mythologies Mm -hmm. and he does like egyptian mythology nordic mythology like all that stuff oh that's cool (laughs) that whole thing is crazy though because like they have this whole thing where like all like in his canon all of the gods are real but they have Mm -hmm. territories over certain countries and things so it's like well we own this continent or we own this thing and you better stay back and when we hear a thunderstorm it's the gods arguing in the sky <laughs> something what like that it's been like 8 years since i you read remember them. a lot though i used to love the percy jackson series you see i maybe i should just reread it the world's mm-hmm. my oyster the series is coming to disney plus soon they started shooting i saw that mm-hmm. the kid who is in um fuller house the one son oh that's the guy who's playing percy jackson yeah they one ca- of my friends knows him because she lives in la really yeah i i only kept seeing him get referred to as the kid from the adam project i don't know that i've seen the adam project i haven't either but i know a lot of people were into it yeah they were like, jack jack champion is that his mm-hmm. name yeah he's the yeah i'm really excited for it because i think it's actually gonna be really good yeah. so mm-hmm. if you're fun. listening disney plus producers don't fork it up. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> I love. All right. So but. getting to the closure of the project, this was in 1995. The defense appropriations bill directed that the program be transferred from the DIA to the CIA oversight. The CIA commissioned a report by the American Institute of Research that found that remote viewing had not been proved to be work by a psychic mechanism and said that it had not been used operationally. The CIA subsequently canceled and declassified the program. In 1995, the project was transferred to the CIA, and a retrospective evaluation of the results was done. The appointed panel consisted primarily of two people, Jessica Utz and Ray Hyman. Hyman had produced an unflattering report of Yuri Geller in SRI for the government two decades earlier, but the psych... Psychologist David Marks found Utz's appointment to the review panel puzzling, given that she had publishing papers with Edwin May, considering this joint research likely to make her less than impartial to the idea that it's real. Mm. So they hired someone who was on one of the original projects in the 70s and was like trying to scam them mm-hmm. to like be on the board of directors to prove if they should keep going with the project or not. Oh my gosh. It seems like this kind of just like snowballed into like people just trying to get money. Yeah. Yeah. 
a bunch of people I... trying to scam to try to figure it out, but I feel like there probably was truth in it. Like, I mm-hmm. personally, just because I like the idea of being able to remotely view things. Yeah. But... I kind of wonder if, like, theories were already snowballing about this project. Because I know that, like, it was classified information, but for the most part, someone snitches or leaks somewhere. I'm sure yeah. there's been, like, I'm sure people in, like, the 80s at least had an idea of maybe this was probably going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would think so, at least. Yeah. Like, who... No mm-hmm. one's keeping all of it a secret. There's yeah. no way. Like, we knew about UFOs and aliens being real for years, and the government never told us that, and then it got declassified during mm-hmm. COVID that it was true, and then none of yeah. us cared, because Why did COVID. no one care? I'm so mad about that. <laughs> I'm so mad no mm-hmm. one cared. I'm like, they're literally aliens. I almost, almost tried to do aliens for this one too, actually, but I thought this was a more interesting approach. Yes, I love aliens. That's more of like a spooky approach. Yeah. All mm. right. So towards the end of it, uh, Ray Hyman came to this conclusion. Uh, he she is quoted saying, um, "He is quoted saying, psychologists such as myself who study subjective validation find nothing striking or surprising in the reported matching." of the reports against targets in the Stargate data. The overwhelming amount of data generated by the viewers is very vague, general, and way off target. The few apparent hits are just what we would expect of nothing other than reasonable guessing and subjective validations of operating. Mm. So they basically said the Stargate project was kind of just throwing arrows (laughs) at a target wall. I wonder how much money they wasted. Um, I think they mentioned, I think I actually researched that. Let me double check. Budget on Stargate. Because the Soviets spent 60 million. No, I don't want the Stargate movie. I want the project. <laughs> there's, that's the other thing. There's movies called Stargate and there's also a video game called Is it called based Stargate. on this? I have no idea. I try mm. to figure it out, but the lore of the Stargate franchise. Sorry if anyone's a Stargate fan. The Stargate, Stargate video lovers. game sounded crazy. Oh no. It was saying like the Egyptian god Ra like dispersed humans across all of the universe and like ancient Egypt had taken I I was confused. That's a lot. That's a lot. Anyways, the CIA uh uh spent twenty million dollars on this project. Uh just to throw just to throw stuff in the wind. Yeah, just to just to make people do some drugs and play some guessing games. That sounds kind of fun. It seems like they just wanted to be a little crazy at work. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna be real, uh... they got bored and they were trying to um, get that four hundred one k finalized. They were trying to get make their money. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the idea of this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what they gained from it. Like I don't yeah. trust the government to figure it out. I want like a bunch of random people just figuring it out at home. Mm-hmm. I can remotely view. Yeah, well, funny that you mentioned that, um, because it says here, based on collected findings, which uh, recommended a higher level of critical research and tighter controls, uh, when the CIA terminated the project, um, Time Magazine stated in 1995, there it was currently three full-time psychics who were still working for the CIA who had a $500,000 yearly budget. So they weren't like they closed the project, but they still had psychics mm-hmm. involved. This sounds kind of like psych a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, just just listen for one second. <laughs> they have three psychics on, mm-hmm. right? Everything I'm not psychic. Everything I've ever heard about any sort of psychic is like 
they get very tired very quickly when they're using their, quote, like, abilities. Mm -hmm. So how could they be working, what was it, full-time all those years? Yeah. And, like, actively doing a good job. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me because there's no way they were actively using their ability the entire uh -huh. time in a way that was effective towards this project. That's, That's a great ridiculous. point. Like, did they work a nine-to-five and, like, clock in as a psychic, or did they just get called in, and that's yeah. how they considered full-time? But how... There's no way they could be psychically... Oh, psychically. Whatever yeah. way on, like, strategically. Yeah. Like, they'd have to, like, go into work, like, once or twice a week, and then they'd be exhausted from it. Oh, yeah. From everything I've ever heard about a psychic. Like, mm -hmm. you can't just... Yeah. I don't know, and I can be wrong, but that's everything I've ever, ever learned about a psychic. So the yeah. fact that they're going full-time for all these years on the one singular project seems a little... Mm -hmm. Like, they don't know what they yeah. were doing. Well, you gotta think, too, like, this was coming off of, like, uh, the Cold War and stuff like that. Like, people were scared because there was so much war, like, through those yeah. last hundred years. So, like, I think they were very willing to try anything, anything. anywhere. Mm -hmm. And especially if, like, the Soviet thought that it could work... They were like, ah. America was like, we need to figure out if this works or not. Yeah. Um, Which kind of sounds like in its own way, like maybe they were having hysteria about it. Yeah. Almost, like kind of like worried. And like, I do respect they got actual psychics instead of just some random men in the office to do it. <laughs> but I think they should have brought more on. They probably did. But the fact yeah. that they had three is kind of. Mm -hmm. But. Hmm. Yeah. So. The, officially, the Stargate project was claimed to have been terminated, like I said, in 1995, and this was the final statement that was made about the project. It was closed off after this. Um, so it was saying, the foregoing observations provide um, a compelling argument against con continuation of the program <laughs> within the intelligence community. Even though a statistically significant event has been observed in the laboratory, it remains unclear whether the existence of a paranormal phenomenon remote viewing has been demonstrated. The laboratory studies do not provide evidence regarding the origins or nature of the phenomenon, assuming it exists, nor do they address an important uh, methodological issue of interjudge reliability. Further, if it could be demonstrated um, that a paranormal phenomenon occurs under the conditions present in the laboratory paradigm, these conditions have limited applicability and utility for intelligence gathering operations. For example, the nature of remote viewing targets are vastly dissimilar as are specific tasks required of the remote viewers. Most importantly, the information provided by remote viewing is vague and ambiguous, making it difficult, if not impossible, to perfect the technique to yield information of sufficient quality accuracy of information for actionable intelligence thus we can conclude that continued use of remote viewing and intelligence gathering operations is not warranted hmm. that was a lot yeah but there's a few things to take away from that i think the first thing is that this is also like really well done i know it's like a yeah. official government document but, but like wow I think the main thing they were trying to say in it, too, is, like, trying to just do remote viewing inside of one laboratory when you, like, just need them randomly. Mm -hmm. Or just, like, having them there at all times, even if you're not using them, is impractical. Yeah. And, and I can see that. Like, it's kind of like, oh, like, you should, like, look into this and see if, like, this thing was here. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the one thing they were talking about, that, like, one hit was that uh person who 
found where that one ship was. Yeah, that like was that's like very specific. Yeah, but apparently that was the only time there was like a very close encounter. But even really? then, he was a few miles off the radar. But the fact that they did that research from 70s to 95. To the 90s, yeah. And it was that like was like a 25 hit. year research. It's like how they keep getting money to keep researching. Because, like, any other project you would see now, like, they get maybe, like, five years, seven years. And then if they're, oh, not, yeah. if they're not making any, like. If they're not successful, leeway. like, even, like, honestly, like, even, like, 90% successful, they're yeah. like. They're like, they're okay, next. shutting it down. But yeah. in the thing that you read, like, something that stuck out to me was, it said something about, um, what did it say about the paranormal thing? Like, they were trying to research also the paranormal aspect of it, or the relation to paranormal with remote viewing? Yeah, I think they were trying to say, let me look here. Oh, it remains unclear whether the existence of a paranormal phenomenon remote viewing had been demonstrated. So, kind of talking about, like, they believed it to be a paranormal type of magic it's interesting that they brought that up because that's not something you would normally hear but it reminds Mm. me of um when people what the heck is it called they (laughs) what is it called like when you when you come out of your own body yeah astral it sounds Mm -hmm. a lot like astral projecting right like that idea because i guess i never thought about that in the terms of like remote viewing like you going outside of your body and seeing Mm-hmm. Because that's in that same book that I always talk about, the um, yeah. Stranger with My Face. Because she's, I never mm-hmm. thought of it as remote viewing, but she saw other stuff yeah. when she was, like, apart from her body in a different space. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so cool. I think our, like, I think, um, I think people don't give people enough credit to the amount of uh, imagination that we have sometimes, too. Because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've had a astral projecting kind of experiences, too. And, um, yeah. You know, like, even right now, in this moment as we're talking, I can think, what's going on at the restaurant that's up the street right now? Who's eating, like, what? Are there two people sitting down to dinner eating a cheeseburger or something, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of, like, uh, very interesting to think about, like, how our imaginations can kind of go to those places. Because it's one of yeah. those things, like, are we imagining that? Or are or we, are we feeling it? it? Oh, well, seeing, feeling, yeah. and same with like senses. The idea of like disassociating, but then like going to places like mm-hmm. that, it's like your brain shuts off, but you're actively understanding yeah. a different space. Like mm-hmm. that's a weird way to think about it, but like, what if? Like, mm-hmm. we don't understand the like exactly the in depth terms of it. We just go, mm-hmm. oh, it's disassociating. Ha ha. Maybe I don't have ADHD. Maybe I have remote viewing. Maybe you're just really <laughs> good at remote viewing. Maybe I'm just really, really good enough. Let's start that project back up. (laughs) We got a list of people. CIA, if you're listening, hire me and Tiffany. Yeah, we can be your two full-time psychics for some reason. You have barely For 500k a year, I absolutely would be a full-time psychic. Bring it. I'll learn to be. I will hop when you tell me to hop. I will tell you what you want to hear. I'll go go see the devil if you need. (laughs) Respectfully. (laughs) I love Jesus. Literally. (laughs) I'm always so scared to even say that. If you think about it, Jesus was a remote viewer. Don't say that. It's true. That's not blasphemy. It's true. No, it's just He worked miracles. Yeah. What's that for doing the remote viewing? Well, Well, he would say stuff like, one of you will betray me one day. And then he was right. That's also, like, he looked to the future. Also, he's all-knowing. <laughs> well, that's a remote viewing. Yeah, exactly. He's all-knowing, so remote so. viewing. He can see things going on in other areas. The fact as you, were like, you were like, miracles is remote viewing. 
I was like, okay. <laughs> it's not blasphemy, it's true. No, you're not bla- it's just not blasphemous. I'm just surprised where you went with that. <laughs> oh my He's god. He's my favorite. Alright, <laughs> so <laughs> So we're gonna get into the methodology of this project as well, which is just the idea of the remote viewing and what they thought it would do. Mm-hmm. Um so the Stargate project created a set of protocols designed to make the research of a clairvoyance and out-of-body experiences more scientific. We're going to look up that word clairvoyance. Clairvoyance is the claimed ability to gain information about an object, person, location, or physical event through extrasensory perception. Oh, cool. Empath. Empath. (laughs) I'm an empath. Basically, I'm very clairvoyant. I was, I'm an empath sensing your clairvoyant. I'm an empath sensing you're having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> you're disassociating. Um, and it was used to minimize as much as possible session noise and inaccuracy. The term remote viewing emerged as a shorthand term to describe this more structured appro- approach to clairvoyance. Project Stargate would only receive a mission after all other intelli- intelligence attempts, methods, or approaches had, a- had already been exhausted. So they got the scraps. <laughs> they got all the scrap projects. They said, figure out what you want with it, I guess. They said, you can do this weird out-of-body psychedelic project, mm-hmm. but you're going to get our scraps after we don't know what to do you with it. You get nothing. Basically get nothing. 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 Figure it out. Oh my god. You idiots. Can you imagine you're one of the people in this project and going home like, yeah, I'm working on like a big case, even though it's mm-hmm. gone through like every section of the government already. I feel like it'd be so fun, because it seems like they were just messing around a lot. It, do- it does sound like it was a fun place to work. Yeah, like, okay, go lay in that room and see if you mm-hmm. can see something. And they go back to kind of the Stranger Things idea, too, where it says, like, um, taking out as much noise as possible. Sensory when Eleven, Yeah, when Eleven uses her power, she has to be, like, completely calm and, like, no sounds. And mm-hmm. Then she can kind of go to those places. Yeah. Oh, I want to try. Tonight, I'm try? doing it. I'm going to use my little... Remember that one time I got in the bathtub fully clothed and had that little patch thing over my eyes? Oh, my God. And after, like, 11? Yeah. Oh, my God, I do. That was when we were before orientation. Yeah. Do you remember... We should post a reel of it on the Instagram. Do you remember I have that video of you where you have your arm out like yeah. this? And you're, like, making the light, the light flicker. flicker. <laughs> the street light. I think that's on my TikTok. <laughs> Is it actually? Yeah. We should make a reel all the times I was 11. Yeah. There's so many. We should put... Yeah, we should put some reels on the mystery files. That'd be, like, funny. <laughs> and we get some traction. Hey. Yeah. Wait. Hey. Hey. Maybe that's what we gotta do. We gotta look through all the stuff tonight. See? This is, this, this is why is, we're on the air, guys. We think of marketing plans as we're going. We're probably going to forget them, but we remember them now. At least we have it on record, on we recording. Have on, we have everything on record. We've had everything on record since day one. The amount of ideas we've pitched on the show and never done. <laughs> and have never executed. Hey, but we're gonna. Absolutely. We're in the process of making merch, friends. We are in the process. We had that ah, design. <gasps> Wait, we, we gotta talk about that after. We do, we do. But heck yeah. Anyway, um, so it was reported that at peak manpower, there was over 22 active military and civilian remote viewers providing data. Uh, people leaving the project were not replaced. When the project closed in 1995, this number had dwindled down to three. One was using tarot cards. Not tarot cards. According to Joseph McMonagall, the army never had a truly open attitude towards psychic functioning. Hence the use of the term giggle factor and the saying, I wouldn't want to be found dead next to a psychic. What? Damn. So the government really hated this idea, but they kept funding it. Why? (laughs) Who's making you? Oh my God. 
That's <laughs> crazy. Why um, do they keep putting so much money into it? That's so much money to dump into something you don't really care about. Right? Exactly. Weird. I, I just find it so funny that one of them was using tarot cards. Oh, the tarot cards. Where is like, that getting you? Because I feel, listen, I feel like tarot cards do have a little bit of, like, a truth to them in some aspect. I think if you're putting an energy and an intention into the cards, yeah. you're going to manifest an answer you are desiring, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. I, I, I do think there is that, like, cosmic energy idea, like, I, I don't know, not to be all, like, uh hippie kind of idea with it but, but yeah I feel that makes like... sense if you're putting that into mm -hmm. the universe like you kind of you're gonna yeah. hear what you want to hear or something that you were looking for i feel like the world has to function off some type of energy whatever that may be there has to be some type of cycle of life of energy that's keeping us going so yeah i, I do believe in tarot cards but i guess <laughs> it's just like weird using things like that for like government projects like can you imagine yeah. going into a base you're going like 20 floors down and you're mm -hmm. going through all these security aspects and you just you're blood like, a tarot deck to play tarot and you're like shh, shh, shh. all right split the deck into three i want to know like what <laughs> kind of things they asked or like mm. like where's this ship Mm -hmm. Or they just gave, like, names of people or something. I don't know how much of the projects they've actually declassified. I think they declassified that they were doing the projects. Mm -hmm. um, and probably if I looked into it a little bit more, I could find a case maybe they tried to do before. Mm -hmm. But I know for a fact they've at least tried to have them look for Soviet ships and, like, yeah. try to infiltrate what they had going on there. That's crazy. Because I think that was Eleven's purpose in the first season. Like, they kept a hold of her because, like, she was a very good, like, spy for them, too. Mm -hmm. And obviously she's also, like, a MacGuffin. She can, like, she's, like, God. Yeah. She is actually God. You watch the Umbrella Academy? Did we talk about I've watched that? the first season back when it first aired with Danielle. Listen, spoiler alert. I know first it's, two, but... I know it's been on the air for a while, but that kind of has a similar idea, too, with Vanya. Mm -hmm. Vanya's literally God, by the way. She's God. <laughs> literally God. Like, everyone's like, oh, her powers aren't that crazy and stuff. But I'm like, mm. she literally, spoiler, she blew up the moon. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's God. Mm -hmm. Like, don't tell me anything. Like, that's a She's a much. God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that show's wild. No, it, that, it's really good. I'm excited for the new season, actually. Eee. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to dive in for a second and talk about a couple of the people that were involved with the project like people who were self-proclaimed remote viewers mm -hmm. um so this is how uh okay this one is how putoff um so in the 1970s the cia and dia granted funds to harold e putoff to investigate paranormal abilities collaborating with russell targ in a study of the perpetrated psychic abilities um, the people that were involved were Yuri Geller, the psychic that was <laughs> proved to be a fake, Ingo Swan, Pat Price, Joseph McGonagall, and others as part of the Stargate project, of which Pudoff became a director of. Okay, so this mm. person is the director. Um, as with Ingo Swan and Pat Price, Pudoff attributed much of his personal remote viewing skills to his involvement with Scientology, oh. whereby he had attained at the time the highest level. All three mm. eventually left Scientology in the late 70s, however. 
Butov worked as the principal investigator of the project. His team of psychics is said to have identified spies, located Soviet weapons and technologies such as a nuclear submarine in the 1979, and helped find lost missiles in the first Gulf War and plutonium what? in North Korea in 1994. Whoa. That's like a good lump sum of like evidence though. Like yeah. if they found that stuff, that's kind of insane. Or do they know more about the in-depth workings that are scientologists well that's what i'm thinking now like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm like theorizing a little bit like was it remote viewing or were you just a scientologist or you just know a little bit more because you're on the darker side of things like scientologists exactly. scientology stuff freaks me out because i'm like they're literally gonna kill everyone no quite literally, literally. i'm afraid to talk about them I'm yeah like, no i'm like i'm like i like i kind of want to move on because i'm yeah. <laughs> like i'm knocking at the door i'm like oh dear god yep you're a Scientologist on our pages. That'd be so funny. <laughs> on our pages. All right. So the next person we're going to be talking about is Edwin May. Ooh. So Edwin C. May joined the Stargate Project in 1975 as a consultant and was working full-time in 1976. Again, all these <laughs> full-time people working for the government. I know. I'm like, I want a full-time job doing something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. I want a full-time job doing some s- silly little school project basically how do you even work for the government like how do you get that position hmm, i don't know i feel like you couldn't even like have social media as like a government person no. like i couldn't have a twitter like what do you go to college for government ology well that's the thing because we, we have people graduate from point park intel intel majors intel intel mm, <laughs> that'll do it um <laughs> all right so here so may took the project to uh Palo Alto offices at the SAIC. This would last until 1995 when the CIA closed the project. So May worked as the principal investigator, judge, and the star gatekeeper for the project. (laughs) Um, Marx says this was a serious weakness for the experiments as May had conflict of interest and could have done whatever he wanted with the data. Marx has written that May refused to release the names of the Oversight Committee and refused permission for him to give an independent judging of the Stargate transcripts. Mm-hmm. Marx found this suspicious, commenting that this refusal suggests that something must be wrong with the data or the methods of the data selection. Oh. I-, I think that's just very interesting because we're just learning more and more as we're going into this that like this seems like it was almost a project to like keep money coming in instead yeah. of like finding actual evidence or it makes data. you wonder what they're really doing with some of that money like mm-hmm. are we sure it's going towards this mm. exactly so i'll get into let's see all right mm-hmm. all right so i'll get into this very last person so this is a part of the military personnel that was recruited for the project and this is ed dames James was one of the first five army students trained by the Ingo Swan uh, through stage three in coordinate remote viewing. Mm. Because James' role was intended to be a session monitor and analyst as an aide to Fred Otwater, rather than a remote viewer, James received no further formal remote viewing training after his first assignment to the remote viewing unit at the end of January of 1986. He was used to run remote viewers as monitoring them and provide training and practice sessions to viewer personnel. He soon established a reputation for pushing CRV to extremes with target sessions um, 
on Atlantis, Mars, UFOs, and Aliens. Mm. Um, he is a frequent guest on the radio shows with Coast to Coast in the AM. That's Interesting. wild. Mm. Um, okay, so now we have a little <laughs> bit more knowledge that, like, they use target sessions like Atlantis, Mars, and UFOs. How do you even, like, use remote sessions to find Atlantis? Yeah, I'm like, That's what? so intriguing. How do you even start that? Because I feel like I have an understanding of, like, of something you've seen before, mm-hmm. being able to, like, remotely view it, but, like, if you've never seen it before, unless you've seen, like, the silly images there are mm-hmm. of Atlantis, how do you do that? Yeah, like, maybe they were thinking about, like, maybe the damages there, like, if there's any rubble left, like, okay, oh, go maybe. to the bottom of the ocean and find it? I don't know. I guess that makes sense, because there's psychics that have abilities to, like, go mm-hmm. to, like, a, a place where something bad happened and be like, okay... I'm seeing what happened here. There was a terrible accident. Da da da. da. So I like also, that. I also find it very interesting that young people. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, all these like young students like were in the army. Like it's like young people who are recruited for the project. Like can you yeah. imagine like recruiting yourself for the army, thinking you're gonna be doing all these very interesting things, and then you're doing like this weird psychedelic project you have no idea about. Yeah. Oh. Um. That's just so interesting to me. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the gist of everything. Let me see if I'm needing to roll up on anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's see. What it says. All right. Yep, it looks like we are good to go. I think I've covered everything. I think the very last mm-hmm. thing... Um, Mm-hmm. Was that um, a few people called this ability as well the Spidey Sense, <laughs> and people think that like Spider Man's like ability to have the Spidey Sense came from like this kind of project as well. Even though Spider Man is a much older, um, yeah, I wonder thing. what what year was Marvel? Oh, wow, what year was Spider Man like created in the comics? He was created. 1962, so he's older than the Stargate project. So maybe project. they're getting inspiration from Mr. Spider-Man. That's a great point. Yeah, it's the other way around. Yeah. Oh, so Back they're like, it. oh yeah, we're... the CIA was investigating Spidey senses. They said, okay, Spidey sense, Spidey sense. Because that was one thing that came up like when I was doing a lot of this research. The word Spidey sense came up like six times. Oh, that's so weird. Wow, that's so wild. I just want to try it. I want to see, like, I don't even know how you go about mm-hmm. doing it by yourself or like... I think what Eleven does, she sits in the bathroom, turns on the water, and closes her eyes. But how do you, like, where do you go from there? Like, how what are you leaning towards? You just vibe. You just, just vibe. Out. Figure out where you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it gives me vibes of, like, when we tried to do the past life regression thing. Mm-hmm. Same vibe. Similar. <gasps> Stop. That was fun, actually. That was fun. It scared me a little. We, we were freaked out, weren't we? I was we? very freaked out. What was yours again? I was, like, um. Like, I had a boyfriend, like, back on, like, a uh, lost colony or something like that. It was weird. It was weird. Mm. It was, like, on an island. I was, like, this, like, it was, it was a lot. I I remember I was bleeding in the middle of a field holding a baby. We should do a mini mystery on the age progression and share stories. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be a good one to do. So (laughs) that is the Stargate Project. What do you think about uh, this and the idea of remote viewing? I think I definitely believe in the idea of remote viewing. Mm-hmm. I think that the government might have used this as a way to, like, do some shady stuff and, like, 
just get a bunch of money coming in for sounds, other stuff. Yeah, it, it's not even necessarily even the government. I think I think it honestly might be the people who are involved with it who are wanting that. Yeah, law. and like yeah. I believe they were doing this for like spying purposes, but like there's probably other stuff going on mm-hmm. that like still is classified. No, I so. think the idea of remote viewing is very real, but I think maybe this project went about it the entirely wrong way, yeah. and it just seemed like it was a mess from the get go. Like it just seems suspicious to me that it was going for so long after no. Mm-hmm. After not a lot of success in, like, showing work oh, from absolutely. it. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's just not something that happens mm-hmm. often. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's really interesting, though, because I'm like, mm-hmm. the idea that they would use, like, use this as a way to spy mm-hmm. on different people is very interesting to me. Yeah. I, um, to go back to, like, I hinted at this in the beginning. The reason I said we talked about this before is because we talked about the Polybius conspiracy, which is that video game that mm-hmm. was supposed to, uh mentally uh what was it it like brainwashing brainwashing children and stuff and you brought up the idea of psychedelics like were done at the same time as it so Mm -hmm. that's why i thought this would be a fun one to do because it goes back to the case yeah i also just think it's crazy they were trying to do drugs to try to figure this out like that's crazy to me Mm -hmm. well i think you said polybius had this idea of like using psychedelics like for the gameplay too like mimicking the idea of using them so just to like see what would happen, mm-hmm. like stuff like yeah. that freaks me out. But that like the thought process behind it is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd like to watch a documentary on this. I think just to like get more on Stargate. On Stargate, yeah, yeah, that'd be I'm fun. Just, like, I'm sure crazy. there is. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since like this project made Stranger Things. Basically, yeah. like this is what started a lot. Of, obviously, I think they probably had the idea before, but at least for Eleven, yeah, um, mm. it was very like true to that. Well, you got the timing perfect with it. That's all I know. <laughs> That's why I thought this was the perfect one to do. I was like, and it felt like I said it matched up perfectly in how season six has been going in yeah. this like kind of fun direction of like a little bit of supernatural, a little bit of conspiracy. I was yes. I was living for it. It's so perfect. <laughs> and I, I thought it'd be a fun one to do after um how I did the War of the Worlds broadcast. Yeah. Um kind of more like uh crazy real life experiences that happen. Yeah, I love Yeah. <laughs> So I guess that the Stargate project and remote viewing will always remain a a mystery. mystery. Thank you guys so much (laughs) for watching. This was a really fun episode. This was fun. A great time. I mean, I always have a great time. I always have a lovely time. Thank you. (laughs) We will see you guys next week for the season finale Finale. of season six with Miss Tiffany. Yes. Got big shoes to fill, girl. I you got, got tiny feet. I got tiny feet. Won't be too hard. It <laughs> <laughs> won't be harder. I don't know. Either way, Either it'll way, be fun. I got this. We'll see you then, guys. Thank you for the fun times. Goodbye. Stay creepy. Bye.